Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 340 of Vigia Game Apocalypse, the episode that straddles both October and November, the harvest month. We've got something special planned, but first, I'm your host, Michael Raparas. Who else is here in the mystical, magical Harvest Moon studio of the airwaves with me? Chris Antista, it's still Halloween to me, damn it. It's always Halloween. It, it's not it, Halloween yet when we're recording this. Like I said, it's this not. Is a, it, it just for like for like the third consecutive year, I didn't finish one of the most charming things I've discovered on Halloween. Wait, who else is with us? I'm still in love with you on this harvest moon, oh, old Matt Donald. Neil Young. <laughs> uh, I, I still haven't finished like Over the Neil Garden Young. Wall, which is a huh. great, great mm. uh, uh, Halloween cartoon. Cartoon Network made a few years ago on Hulu's. Ooh, yeah, it's I've really, really things. cool. That's cool. We have uh, some fun stuff this week. Obviously, some big first persony games came out last week that we're going to talk I mean, about. And let me some... also say, uh, I've played, I want to talk about two games, okay. but I'm only saying that so Michael won't disrespect my plugs. Uh-huh. Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time is not only how you support us, it's every show. And we should have over half of the Elm Street Nightmare, Child's Play season stuff up there by the time you hear this. As well as a uh, new bonus time about horror comics with our buddy Jeff. He runs a comic store and a little bit about how hard it is to run a comic store in 2019. Hmm. And actually, we're going to shoot for the moon with this 302010 video game idea, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We are making I'm, this happen. Shoot for the I'm, harvest moon. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it just because, uh, no offense to Diana and Sarah, it's just like I don't have personal connections with this stuff, whereas I do. Yeah. Both of you. They, don't, they don't play the games except for Goldeneye. Yeah, they're not on this show. I'll offend away. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but it's, it's not like they can't participate in a conversation about games and some and the popular games they've all heard of or maybe even mm-hmm. played. But like, I was I was saying that like Michael and I were were working during one of the decades working together during one of the decades we're covering. So it wasn't just that we played everything like. We were going to these places and like meeting mm-hmm. people who made this game and you were other embarrassing PR stunts yeah. involving things from 2009. You became the games. The games became you. We saw how the sausage was made, but not really because all of that's yeah. just a front. And then you touched your sausages. <laughs> we saw how the sausage was sold. Yeah, that's, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, how they were wrapped and marketed. <laughs> we got to eat, try a few unwrapped sausages. That was. Uh, Oh, oh, sure. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we extended the metaphor too far. Yeah, yeah, every once yeah. in a while you get some real great behind the sausage scene, but uh, mm-hmm. usually, yeah, how they're how they're sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. They, they try to do everything they can to not show you how it's made. In fact, it's mm-hmm. weird. How yeah, but it, yeah. I always love it when they do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've got a fun show ahead. Came up with a weird idea. I don't remember why. Because you said this was straddling. Yeah, it's, Halloween it's straddling in November. Halloween in November, and I realized I could think of at least two games that combine elements of horror and farming sims. Yes. Ooh. And holy shit! Then I found that there were more, and you know, they're the obvious forays into the survival genre. Mm-hmm. But some of these are straight up farm sims. I even found horror farm sims that I don't want to talk about because they're lame. Right. Yeah. Who knew this was a genre or a subgenre? Yeah, yeah that I, I would find more than five entries, let alone five entries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty astonishing, like, even in hindsight, mm-hmm. how popular something like Zombies became and mm-hmm. that they weren't copywritten by anything and you could make them G-rated if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So the App Store and Steam are just flooded with, like, 
G-rated horror everything. Yeah, I think Plants vs. Zombies is the game that really cracked that nut. And since then, we've seen zombies in Nerf commercials. It's just like, yeah, if you make kind of a cartoony-looking zombie that doesn't really look human, then uh, it's fine. It's fair game. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I-, I think Scooby-Doo might have cracked that nut. Yeah, I think they might have, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, but... Didn't didn't really have the this current zombie flesh craze going on. Like Zoics, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody do Frank Welker's Fred. Like no one does an impression of Fred. <laughs> Gee, gang, I can't do it. It's one guy's done it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I think I could probably do yeah. a better Daphne than Fred. <laughs> yeah, that's why that guy rules, man. Frank Welker's the shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I saw something with him and uh, who's the the voice of Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen. Yes, he's a um, Megatron. Yeah, and it, it was just like, Peter Cullen just does that one voice. Frank Welker is like the genius who can do everything. So it, it was just kind of weird. It was like, well, but we have such immense respect for Peter Cullen, but all this time Frank Welker is like... Frank the, Welker's been the actual shit. He's, he's yeah. played Santa Claus in like every 80s Christmas special you've ever seen. He's also famous for being the voice of animals. He's He's to this day credited as the voice of Santa's little helper's bark. In The Simpsons, he's wow. a boo in Aladdin. Which seriously, that is, I love a boo in Aladdin because you can. He sounds like a monkey, but you can hear words mm-hmm. like that. A boo is saying, "I can't do it because he's too good." Yeah, because he's Frank fucking Welker. Seriously, he does like just pig voices and like like if I think he stopped just because he doesn't have to do anything anymore, other than he only wants to do Scooby Doo. But like, yeah, that dude's the shit. Yeah, no, no casting aspersions at uh, Optimus Prime. One love, man. Thank you. Uh, But anyway, we're going to dive right into Horror Harvests right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Like, I just saw the TV movie of It for the first time, like, a few years ago. Never seen it the before. TV movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh. obviously didn't rent it when it was on VH, like, two giant VHSs, because it it's really long. It was aired over two nights in like 1990, and that's why it's like it, it's at some at times it's like a really straight horror movie, and other times it like really pulls its punches because it's airing on like ABC or some shit. And yeah, that, no, yeah, that's where I would always watch it. It would just play on cable TV. Yeah, and 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 I saw that, and I was and and I was like, I really like this, except for the adult parts. Why is that there? <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. So when I found out they were splitting the movie in two to the adult parts, I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Because, like, this is this is the dumbest part about the entire story outside of yeah, the, the kid that, orgy in the book. Yeah, so watching chapter two, I mean, I like Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> but the pacing sometimes felt off, and it wasn't really scary. Oh, and, le- and let me say this. I walked out of that movie and still think... I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I had a great time. Oh yeah! I, I grabbed no, I mean, my like... friend's arm, his his son's arm. We had a great fucking time. But when I, but I also, on further reflection, I'm like, was that terrible? And was that a horror movie? <laughs> it was and... not good. It was fun. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. And welcome back. It's time to talk about what. 
Spoopy Farms, Children of the Corn! Oh man, I wish there was a Children of the Corn game. I did find a game called Death Tractor, though, which is about <laughs> harvesting corn while a haunted tractor chases you around and threatens to shred you. Sweet. That was fun. Sweet. Um, did anybody see that Netflix movie, uh, In the Tall Grass, uh, by Stephen King and Joe Hill? No. no. Whom I didn't know were related until my guest informed me on this week's bonus time. Patreon.com slash It's a cool Netflix movie. People, uh, tall grass. People get lost in it, like, throughout time. Huh. It's, it's, really, it's really neat. It just, just popped up on Netflix. I have not finished it, though. Does just want to see if you did. Is, is that where Amelia Earhart went, into the tall grass? It's, I'm not saying it doesn't go there, hmm. but, but I haven't seen that specifically, but, okay. like, it... It, it is plausible because the, the tall grass shields a lot of things and the grass mm. is like over your head in the middle of a cornfield, yet there's a big pile of corroding cars who stop there and people just disappear into it. Oh my. Well, let's begin with a game that has plenty of grass to hide in or smash or other things. Yeah, man. Number five. If you don't recognize at least some of those sounds, we are not friends. Now you're speaking my language. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Yes. Is that the deuce? The deuce. Well, that was the one that introduced farming. Yeah. And this is... I, okay, I know, I know. You're, you're all recoiling. This is a little bit of a no stretch. Recoiling. No one's recoiling. Everyone's recoiling. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm Our still... I'm, I'm not... I'm not on board with this, but everyone I know is Dragon Quest Builders. Everyone I know loves it. But everyone's pushing their antique radios off the shelf because they're going, that's not a horror game. But I submit to you that it has skeletons, zombies, giant variations of the same, and they are always, always trying to kill you. Well, it also has spoopy ghosts that appear on your farm only at night. I hate them. Yeah, they they take forever to kill. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. Yeah, and then you get enough villagers in your, your farm, and then they just come for you. And it's great. Yeah, well, they yeah. never do enough damage. You got you got to do it. Yeah. No, this game, one of my favorite games of the year. A little spoiler alert for the mm-hmm. end of the year shows. I felt like it was a little too handholdy, but overall, really, really good. Yeah, this is true. We've talked about it. my favorite part of the game. They won't let me do. It does not let... I just want to do Minecraft and build... Or Legos and build cool buildings. And the coolest mm-hmm. buildings in that game, they're like, Ah, don't worry about it. We got all these villagers. We're just going to build it for you. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Like, give me the option. Yeah. But it does let you do all of the farming. Oh, yes. Here we go. I got a sound. Okay. Yep. Harvest time, motherfuckers. Yep. That is the sound of going around with a big hammer and using it to collect all of the wheat and cabbages. And your villagers clapping because mm-hmm. you're producing hearts. Uh, I'll really? Even, I'll it, sounds like, it sounds like a bunch of rage clicking in a Simpsons tapped out clone. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but that's the thing. is it, t- it gives you the little shots of dopamine that those games do give mm-hmm. you. Those kind of casual old Facebook games and stuff like Farmville. But it actually adds some, it adds some real gameplay to it. I'm going to extend your your analogy even further, or your reason for this being on the list even further, Michael. The first the first world you go to after mm-hmm. that initial island, you're building a farm led by basically like a cult leader dude who has he's providing. Who you is guidance. also a monster? That that's yeah. the other thing that this is set in a world where the monsters have won at some point and taken over. Yes, completely. Humans are. 
utterly under the dominion of monsters and totally buy into the idea that, like, no, it's blasphemous to build anything. We should never do that. Mm-hmm. And your companion, Melroth, is apparently a reincarnation of the final boss of Dragon Quest Two. Yes. And uh, in, in uh, somewhat irritating Vegeta-like human form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the deeper you go into the game... Irritable, I should say. He's not irritating. He's very helpful. But the the further you go in the game, the more diverse the monsters get. Eventually you get, like, flying demon army monsters that are attacking Mm. your farm. Like, yeah, dude, this totally counts for this list. This is so... Every time I hear it described, it's so much more interesting than the name would have you believe. (laughs) It's it's really fun. Like, they took Minecraft, all the building stuff. And all the smashing blocks. And what's great about the second one, they took all that and they added a pretty decent story and a pretty good RPG. Like the first one, I felt like didn't go far enough in that direction. Like it was still kind of going back to its Minecraft roots a little bit too much. Whereas two is like, no, this is a Dragon Quest game that also happens to have really cool building elements. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really fun. But there are a ton of ghosts and monsters and, and everything haunting your farm or your giant pyramid or whatever the hell you're trying to build they're there haunting it so uh yeah man dragon quest builders 2 very good game yeah absolutely and uh we're including it instead of minecraft because uh the farming is just such a central element although the minecraft creepers they are pretty they, good they're that, pretty spooky that game does deliver some scares yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah especially like they kind of can sneak up on you sometimes you hear them you hear them mm-hmm. coming and then yeah they can <laughs> And they, like, break into your house by just exploding near a wall. That's terrifying, dude. I swear to God, if you're in a big enough cave, they just spontaneously generate in the they dark. Do. Yeah. They do. I've had them come from underground when I was digging deep in a cave. I'm like, where did you even come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no there's no exit here. I've been in this hole for a while. It's just lava. Yeah. But you hear, mm-hmm. like, Oh, fuck off, spider. Where's my bow? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is more if you want to follow a story and recruit a bunch of townsfolk and swing a hammer around nonstop. And ultimately fight a god of destruction. Yeah. Who may also be your best friend. Maybe. Yeah. There's a fucked up scene toward the end of that game. I'm not going to spoil too much. but I haven't uh, gotten that far. You part ways. Your friendship parts ways in a temporary... It's it's pretty emotional for a game that looks like Dragon Ball with voxels all yeah. over the place yeah it does doesn't it yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool is it on have you played the switch version yes yeah i've been mm. playing on ps4 mm. i've been playing only on switch mm. we cannot be friends now, now i'm curious <laughs> it's real good it's, it's good, real good yeah. and it takes up like a, like what two gigabytes yeah it's not 1.4 gigs on the switch yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah because all the worlds are just generated from voxels, so they don't have to... And it's one of those games, too, where you can you can lose 100 hours, and just because you've been distracted. Like, the main campaign, I'm guessing, only takes, like, 20, maybe 30 hours, but... I, 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 I've dropped at least 100 in there just because I'm distracted collecting ore and going off on the little procedurally generated islands they have to collect certain types of resources, which if mm-hmm. you get enough... If, if you find everything on the island, you get infinite amounts of certain resources so you, that you never need to find them again. Huh. Yeah. Nice. Really good. Really good. That sounds pretty sweet. Yes. But is it as sweet as... Number four. Twin Peaks. Oh. Right, though? I 
I wanted to make sure to get that music in there because uh, this this is a game, and I, I want to make clear also, Dragon Quest Builders is number five because even though it is probably the best game on this list, yeah. it is the least horrifying. It's <laughs> like not there's scary nothing at really all. scary. No, it's, it's cute. It's, it's like I said, it's a bit of a stretch. This, on the other hand, is a game called Gleaner Heights that hmm. I discovered while searching for this, and on the surface, it's a very Stardew Valley, Harvest Moon kind of game. You can farm, you can grow crops, you can raise animals, uh-huh. and it's possible to play for hours and hours like that and never encounter any of the horror content. Okay. Sounds good to me. The horror content comes in a couple different ways. First, in that if you get animals and you neglect them, and they die, mm-hmm. they do not magically disappear. They will sit there and rot, and you will have to deal with them. Okay. That's gross. The okay. second is that you need to go creeping around town at night, which might be difficult at first because farming is backbreaking, and so you'll probably get tired out by 10 a.m. and have to go to bed. Ugh. Energy mechanic? Yeah, there's, you know, oh, a stamina meter. Fuck. But, okay. and it's, it's kind of punishing that, like, if you exhaust your stamina and then go to bed like the next day you only have half stand up stamina and sounds like another game i know will be in this list mm. go ahead yeah maybe maybe so if you go creeping around at night maybe go gathering these flowers that only open up at night you might walk up to someone's window and Excuse find me. something like they're having a fight inside and so, these people who are so polite and nice during the daytime you find out one of them's a drug dealer and he beats his wife ooh. and as you get to know his wife she she will confide this in you and it's possible to like be drawn into a boss fight with her husband and then you have the opportunity like oh do I let him go or do I kill him with my hammer so uh, so this is just blue velvet it's well, it's very clearly influenced by Twin Peaks. Like okay. apart from the music, there's there's an FBI agent there whose name is like Deacon something. He's like it's this is very clearly Dale Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you might you might find him questioning random people or and it's like Harvest Moon or Stardew in that like you can yeah. form relationships and follow these relationships. But there are also a bunch of secrets throughout the game in addition to finding the, the horror content or the, the scary content uh, with the townsfolk, which can involve things like demonic possession. Oh. You can find secret bosses throughout the game. For example, there's like a spot in your shed for crafting things. And if you hit it with a hammer, like you can open a hole in the ground and you discover this little clockwork knight who runs off. And if you follow him, he'll lead you into a cave or you find a bunch of other little clockwork knights and finally a really big one. <laughs> Fan of the saxophone. Yeah, yeah, sax solo. Hell yeah. Oh, it's dying. It's spraying coins everywhere. When did this come out? How did I miss this game? Fairly recently. Really? I want to say. Gleaner Heights. Huh? Yeah, I might look it up. But, All right. Uh, Gleaner Heights. Uh, yeah, this sounds cool, man. Yeah. And if if you decide to do, you know, the, the evil thing, like, for example, uh, I just got into a fight with this woman's husband, who's a drug dealer, and beat him up. I'm going to kill him and take his woman. You acquire sin. Wow. This, 
Can you imagine if that sound played every time you sin in real life? Every time you masturbate? (laughs) Sin sin deserves a good fanfare. It's like, this is probably a bad thing I'm doing, but I can only apologize to God so many times. But the sin that you acquire will affect the ending that you get when you make it to the end and fight the sunken dreamer. Um, There are some heavy Lovecraft influences in this, but again, you kind of have to work to find them. Okay. Uh, This came out in February 2018, by the way, since you asked. So a while ago. Yeah. But it's it's like an it's an indie game on Steam. I only heard of it again when I started looking for, well, actually just cross doing a search for horror and farm on Steam and finding out like (laughs) okay what what falls out if I shake this particular barrel. Found some more than weird, weird, weird stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool, so, man. So, Gleaner Heights. So I'll check that out. Gleaner Heights. Yeah, it's a little bit clunky as a farm sim, but has some really cool content for those willing to dig in and discover it. Anyway, number three. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now crossing a zone of turbulence. Please return to your seats and keep your seatbelts fastened. Guessing this right. is one of those survival games. Yes, we. You we, tell me where like farming and horror meet nine eleven because I don't know what <laughs> game you're talking about. Is this so, like a Daisy type game? It's or? well, it's. I think you you could fit in into that genre. Yeah. It's a little bit more forgiving and friendly than a Daisy is. Is it the, Seven Days to Die? This is the Forest. The Forest, which okay. is a really really good survival game that creates a lot of weirdness and mystery right from the start you are in a plane crash Mm -hmm. with your little son and you both survive but you see this man with red skin just like painted all red come into the crashed plane and pick him up and walk off with him and so now you have to survive and find him and when you start out you're like surrounded by all these suitcases that you get to break open and, you know, if you just hang around there, chop some trees, you might see some deer, you might see some other stuff. It's only when you start ranging out that you might notice things like uh, rotting heads on poles and weird, skinny, hairy people that just sort of dart around and make terrible, loathsome noises. Is that Howard Dean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it only gets weirder from there what you just heard is a mutant that's popularly known as a skinny that that looks like just a skinny filthy hairy person and the mutants quickly get weirder and grosser to the point where you're like dealing with these things that look like big fleshy worms that join together to create huge moving structures or gross things that look like three naked women fused together at the back and uh, have weird genitalia and give birth to things. It kind of leads up to, you know, gigantic things that look like they came right out of dead space. This big fleshy monstrosities that you have to throw Molotovs mm-hmm. at to kill. Mm-hmm. Chris, should we tell them that women have different looking genitalia and they do give birth to things? Uh, well, th- 
I haven't heard this. I should say, <laughs> if I said different looking genitalia, I meant that none of the other mutants have genitalia. Mm. Oh, well. They actually do have that genitalia. creepy Attack on Titan, Manic Kendall vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are also human cannibals on the island who will attack you and try to kill you. I, I did find a video with somebody pointing out they can be tamed. Or, or rather, they can be taught to be passive around you. Like if you take a stick and just like stand around blocking all their attacks and don't yeah. let them get behind you, uh, yeah. they'll eventually just kind of give up and like saying like, oh, if they just run up and scream in your face and then run away, you know it's working. And I eventually they will I just see. kind of, you know, regard like they won't see you as a threat and they'll just let you right. walk around. Now, now, cannibals. What have yeah. we talked about? Do you want to be more like a fine young cannibal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you a cannibal or a cantibal? <laughs> Lovely. That's a good dad joke. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, this is this is a really fun game. If you are not a fan of survival games, like I'll, I'll be honest, like I I don't like that every time I play a survival game, it's immediately like either you know what to do because you looked it up online somewhere, yeah. or you're just gonna experiment and die after a couple days. That's kind of where the replay comes from. Is they're meant to be sort of roguelikes, right? Yeah, where eventually yeah, figure it I out. I guess so. Whereas this one, it gives you a survival handbook, and the way that you can build things is just by referring to the survival handbook, saying like, oh, here's the recipe for a fire, and then it's just like, here, plunk this outline for a fire on the ground, and now it tells you like, here, go gather these materials and stick them in, and uh, it'll make a fire, or a cabin, or a skull couch, or whatever. Uh (laughs) Ooh, a skull couch. Yeah. Yeah. Forget that you're someone, a red skinned dude walked away with your kid. You yeah. We'll, you, we'll get to that. Eventually. Ultimately, you need to find I got, your kid. I got to build a skull couch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got to got to put up some trophies so the skinnies know they aren't wanted around here. Yeah. First, yeah. we get the poles with heads on them. Mm-hmm. Then we get the skull couch. Then we get the sun. Then we get the I've never heard of this. This looks really cool, actually. <laughs> Yeah. It, it is really cool. I should say, I didn't even talk about the, the farming aspect. You can build these little patches where you can regrow, you find seeds, and uh, you just grow flowers and mushrooms and other things. And you can feed yourself for a long time like that if you can keep the mutants from coming and fucking it up. This looks like a bunch of those weirdo Facebook videos. I, like, <laughs> I fall into like a guy building his own treehouse in the woods using only what he finds. Yeah, The forest is basically that game. Uh, and yeah, it, it has a definite lost vibe beginning with the plane crash and like mm-hmm. you keep finding these little mystery things like, oh, here's a there's a yacht that's run aground. Maybe I can use something in there. Oh, here's a it's it's got a magazine. It's on not yachting. Penny's boat. <laughs> it's not Penny's boat. Sorry. <laughs> that's a reference. Very it. few people will remember. Yeah. yeah, man, yeah. Lost kind of ruined the whole plane yeah. crash thing for us. Didn't we? we need some mm-hmm. something to win that yeah. back. Plane yeah. crashes used but to be so cool. Also, on the boat, there is a yachting magazine from 1984. Oh my god, it's terrifying! <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. What, what number are we on? Uh, I think we're three? going on. We're going on two. Here we go. Number two. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, this is the episode of Ren and Stimpy with Ren's nerve endings. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds <laughs> yeah. like a Looney Tunes cartoon when they do that. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like a, like a bunch of spiders beginning to dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or possibly to generate a world while giant clawed hands move around in view. This is Don't Starve. Oh, shoot. Uh, and you shouldn't starve either. 
Yeah, speaking of games where you experiment until you figure it out and die mm-hmm. lots of times. You can build farm plots with varying degrees of complexity, starting from simple little patches of dirt and manure, going on up to fenced areas, where you, and, and uh, you, can, you can transplant things to them, you can just plant seeds and grow them, you can... Uh, you can feed uh, fruits or vegetables to a bird, which will drop the seeds and then let you plant stuff. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the the production chains in Don't Starve are super, super complex. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a very elaborate game, which is it, yeah. it deceptive because it doesn't look like one. It just looks like a little 2D thing where you're moving your, your man around and uh, doing some tree chopping. <laughs> Sounds like someone clapping. Usually doing lots of dying, yeah, and and trying to build a fire before night comes because mm-hmm. the dark is terrifying. Yeah, the the dark has a name. The name is Charlie, and it will come and and slash you while you're standing there like an idiot. So you need to have light around you at all times. It's like being eaten by a Gru, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, the dark has a name. Is that like how the fog here has is named Carl for yes, some reason? Exactly Carl the same the thing. Yeah, yeah, Carl the fog. Cool. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's a thing. San Francisco fog is named Carl. There's a Twitter account. At Carl the Fog. This is actually the first time heard hearing yeah, of it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Me too. Yeah, but you are uh, in in the very first game. You're playing as a guy named Wilson, and you're trapped on in this uh, hellish netherworld by uh, this guy named Maxwell, who's some sort of king of the world. You can only ever see half his face, though, or half your face. Yeah, you always yeah, see I half. Know his whether face. to go volleyball or home improvement. Oh, I see. That's my dad joke. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when he when Maxwell talks, he sounds like this. Yeah, he's a big old accordion. <laughs> so, so like if uh, Peter and the Wolf was cast with all Charlie Brown adults, <laughs> kind of. Yes, yes, and and that's even truer of the. Uh, I guess is it a sequel or an expansion? Don't starve together. It seems more like a sequel. But I think it's yeah. I always thought of it as an expansion, but it's yeah, taken on a life of its it, own. It I adds think it replaced don't the original kind of yeah Star yeah. Though, but like. it it adds optional multiplayer. Yeah, you can, co-op. Yeah, uh, yeah co-op, uh, and you can play as a bunch of different characters, and all of the characters have their own instruments standing in for for voices. Mm. And so yeah, you'll you'll continue to hear that accordion sound if you play as Maxwell, who becomes human in Don't Starve Together. Peter is yes. voiced by a bassoon. Ooh. <laughs> There it is. Mm-hmm. Also, except for Maxwell, all the characters' names start with W. Mm. Like Wilson, Wickerbottom, Wirt. Wasn't too good for Wendy, I see. I, see it I think there's a Wendy. And it's not just about survival. Obviously, there are a bunch of... The, the, the whole vibe is just generally very creepy. It's got a strong Edward Gorey thing. And in addition yeah. to the regular monsters you have to contend with as you try to survive, there are also big boss monsters like Moose Goose here. <laughs> And Moose Goose is a gigantic goose with the head of a moose. Ooh, untitled Moose Goose game. Yeah, and he, he makes sounds. Too that, soon. Geese are big right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's why I wanted to include Moose Goose. Everyone loves geese. It's a cool name. Too. Geese. Geese. Yeah, uh, Don't Star is a good game. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you can farm in it. It it fits the premise. It combines both of these things admirably. Yes, it did it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah, and it's real fun. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I got to give this to one of our best games of 2018 <laughs> because we have bad taste. Number one. 
It's like Pavlov's dog. Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, shit, I gotta get up. There's a body waiting for me in Graveyard Keeper. Yeah, get some carrots for that donkey, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, he's gonna go on strike and the <laughs> corpses are gonna pile up. I'm gonna have to put him in the river and burn him. I don't know what I'm supposed uh-huh. to do. <laughs> this game is still so good yeah. and so fun, and it is... On everything Xbox I love. Game Pass. Everything, yes, it is. Everything I love about Stardew Valley. But imagine if Stardew had production chains and skill trees. Mm-hmm. Like that is Graveyard Keeper. Like better skill trees. Stardew has you can make yeah. one or two choices every now and then. But now this game is still so good, and it I is. and I just abandoned it. I feel terrible. I need to go back. I finished it. Ugh, and, uh, lucky, you yeah. lucky. Spoilers. It has a disappointingly happy ending. Damn it. Premise is you yeah. die in modern times, right? You yeah. get hit by a. Bus? bus or car or something, yeah, yeah, you, but you, you appear to die, and you wake up in limbo, and then uh, you get a brief explanation. You wake up, and you are the graveyard keeper in yeah. a medieval town. Nobody really questions this. Is like, oh, new graveyard keeper. Okay. You are told to go and find the help of Jerry, who turns out to be a bouncing, swearing skull who's with amnesia. <laughs> And he sounds like that. Yes, he does. Yeah. Instead of a farm, you get a graveyard that you need to tend. And eventually, you do get a permit to have your own farm and grow your own food. Mm-hmm. And even though you're right next to a village, you basically have to become a self-sustaining island unto yourself. Like, you have to grow your own food. You have to... Straighten the graveyard yourself. You have to carve the tombstones. You have to uh, make your own tools. You have to yeah. smelt your own iron. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's what, yeah. I mean, the production chains are insane, and, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, the the nicer you make the graveyard, you unlock additional things you can do in there. And oh, like you, at first, the graveyard is your farm. Like it, yeah, it, it's very much is. You're you're also the the lay uh, preacher at the church, so yes. you get yes. to. You have to give sermons once a week, and, and they give you faith, which you can then use to do alchemical experiments and things. Yeah. Or make yeah. paper. Uh, yeah. And this game, there's a lot of different types of farming. Um, one of the most complex systems in the entire game is corpse farming. Mm-hmm. Is knowing how to carve up a corpse and yeah. harvest the organs out of that without damaging certain organs. Uh-huh. And there's like there's like entire guides just to this aspect of the game, and it's ridiculously overcome. Part of it's always random, so it's just yeah, like okay, one corpse like it might you might improve it by taking out the small intestine, another might be improved by removing the heart or the yeah. brain. Uh, taking out the skull never really improves things, but it does like eliminate one of the bad uh, markers from it. And the the idea is like you want the highest quality bodies possible so that you can make the highest quality graves and have the nicest graveyard around. Yes, which will unlock stuff for your church, Mm -hmm. which will get you more faith, and then you can do more experiments. And underneath your whole workshop is a weird... Like 10 levels of hell dungeon filled with monsters that a cultist yes. really wants to get into. Yes. And you have to work with the cultist to uh, do a bunch of bad shit and kill yep. people. While pretending to work with the evil church mm-hmm. as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the evil church that keeps burning heretics. At one point, they, they want to set up uh, concession tents at, at their burnings. Yes. So they're like, uh, hey, can you provide some hamburgers? And like... Well, I do have a steady supply of meat. Yes, you do. It's like the little Sweeney Todd right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This game is really good, yeah. you guys, and it's very morbid. I, I mean, I wouldn't call it horror. It's it is. 
cute. Can you call it cute? It's, 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 it's I mean, the graphics are cute, but the tone is relentlessly morbid. Yeah, <laughs> but but in a very tongue in cheek way. Very funny. Yeah. yeah, it's a very good game. It's a little a little buggy. I think is what a lot of people didn't like about it at launch. But I think mm. they've patched all that by now. Yeah. Also, they've they've added more horror elements. There have been a couple of expansions since yeah. launch. There's like one where you can you have like a zombie friend who can be trained to do tasks and can I think create more zombies. I didn't really play it very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This game. This game defines this list. This, oh, absolutely. This, this, it's in its rightful place. It's number it's one. what inspired astonishingly. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Well, and it has a DLC that just came out, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, man. Graveyard Keeper still are one of our best games of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll has, take your word for it. Has a uh, an official cameo by Geralt of Rivia, yes. as I've mentioned before, that he just shows up and like this this I think it might be the cultist, but I can't remember for sure. He like comes and says like we're in big trouble. They sent a witch hunter after us. We got we got to stop him and. You just see Geralt coming down the road. It's like, oh man, I love side quests. You just show up and they're done. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's spoopy farms, horror farms, horror harvest, whatever you want to call it. Oh, harvest of blood. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. We hope you had a great one. And happy November thanks, yeah. upcoming Thanksgiving. And happy Luigi's Mansion, which I guess is out I by know. the time you're listening God, to I want to play that. <laughs> Well, you can't, and that means we can't talk about it till next week. But we can talk about some other, other stuff. Like, another Nintendo game that I played. Oh, so really? There. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. Outer Worlds and Call of Duty and uh, some other things. We're going to get into that in the next segment, which will also have news and a bunch of other stuff. So stay tuned. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes! Attack of the Killer Tomatoes! They'll beat you, bash you, squish you, mash you, chew you up for brunch, and finish you off for dinner or lunch. Let's get scratching. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show, 302010. Here's a clip from 1999. American Pie was a phenomenon with uh, crazy. five, five, four sequels and three straight-to-video sequels. Yeah. But American Pie is all about guys trying to get laid, especially through the eyes of Jim, Jason Biggs, who I think is actually pretty fun. I like that. I, I've always liked Jason Biggs, and I'm try- I can't even remember what the pie scene is because... Oh, he fucks it. No, no, yes. <laughs> I recall... But uh, I his penis. But I saw both move the the first two movies in theaters, and the MPAA always has a cut to suggest. So the DVD has if you watched if you watched it more on DVD, you have a different fucking scene. So what do you remember him doing with the pie? Honestly, I don't remember. Like I've kind of blocked. Did that his dad out. come in and he has the pie plate over I his think crotch? So yeah. So in the right. unrated unrated DVD, he's on the counter fucking it. Oh, and- <laughs> missionary style. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can you do doggy with a pie? <laughs> I mean, not if you're the giver. Uh, bend it over the fireplace. And like... But you could do reverse cowgirl. Uh. <laughs> How do you reverse it? It's round. Well, the pie plate's away from you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, the pie plate is its underwear. <laughs> I think it's all but. <laughs> <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And-
And welcome back to our final segment where we will just jump right in without any problems whatsoever and play this sound that my finger is hovering over the button for. These are the new releases they are releasing One might the... say you've been farming that joke for months now. Oh, is months? I thought it was years. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, uh, Ring Fit Adventures. That's yes, what we're talking. That is the biggest <laughs> release ever. Did you play it? No, I played a ton of it. Really? And that shit has murdered me. Holy yeah, shit! I heard it's a pretty good workout. Is it? I d- but like, I didn't know they weren't fucking around because like I. I don't know. I could be cheating. I have a I have a fitness tracker on my wrist, and it says I do this and that. But I mean, I only bike and walk and swim, and swimming's about to go away, given that it's fall. And and Beat Saber, <laughs> those are my only workouts. I don't lift weights or go to a gym. So I thought, hey, seventy dollars might not be too much to pay because gamifying my workout has worked up pretty well for me. And I'm like, well, do you do you exercise ever? I'm like a little, and. I, Ten minutes in, it was the most rigorous. I wanted to quit. I was almost broken. It has really, really fucked me in the ass. Oh, my God. As far as the workout program goes. You pay extra for that? <laughs> I guess so. It's the DLC. The, the, yeah, the rape DLC. Oh, come on. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. <laughs> Trying to play with you. Uh. It, but, like, but, like, my legs still hurt, and I've been doing it for days. Oh, and and it, there's even little things... Where it's like, it is better than a trainer. Like, hey, do your legs hurt today? All right, we won't do this thing. Uh, cool. <laughs> I, I, wow. I don't know. I haven't seen... But it's also like a... It's a legit game in a way that, like, I think everything on the Wii wanted to be but can't, wasn't able to be. Uh, do you know, almost all of it begins with you jogging in place. Or is, it, is it one game or are there several games on there? Uh, there there's, there's a quick play option, which I imagine you could do... Because, I mean, it is about the exercises and at the, at the end of the day, but it is masked in an RPG where there's a boss and there's a level to get through. And you're holding the ring in front of you, and you can push it to shoot stuff, or you can stretch it to suck in coins, which you can redo levels and, like, 100% everything. You can push it to the ground to jump, but you have to be jogging in place the whole time you're in these levels. And then you get into an encounter... And it's like, uh, man, this enemy can only be defeated by doing squats. And like, Jesus Christ, it hurts so bad. <laughs> and right when I thought it couldn't hurt anymore, it gets into like, now do it faster. And like, Jesus Christ. My cat was worried about me. It was fucking insane. <laughs> but it wow. like, it is a, as I have used several other video games as far as fitness goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be Beat Saber and Wii Fit. This is the most intense workout. I know I could back it off. But because of the inputs I put in, like, yeah, I work out occasionally, I do exercise occasionally, I feel like I lied to myself and I want to catch up. Because I, th- I think I'm on, like, level two out of six, and it's still kicking my ass. But it's fun. Yeah. It's just really, really hard. Because it's like right when you get your turn-based battle, your weapons are only, like, squats, aerobics, and yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and if there's one you think is easier, it needs time to cool down. It has a cool-down time, so you can't do it again immediately in a boss battle or a in a fight and it's it's absurd and i i i i I don't know i want to see what more people think about it because it really really worked my ass over i'm really curious how much space would you say it takes up are we talking a lot because like the uh, there's a 
the the reason why you keep one uh, Wii remote thing on your leg so it mm-hmm. knows when you're jogging. There'll be there's cases where there'll be stairs, so you need to high step. Stairs or water, so you'll have to high step, and it knows that. But the ring is essentially to see where your body is because you're supposed to hold it like at your like at boob level the whole time. But like it's it's to know where your arms and legs are. But there's a lot of workouts where you have to stick shit over your head, and I guess I'm like. Six three, so like I keep hitting the fan. I have to like uh, I have uh, like yeah. only one area in my 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 house that I can actually do it in without hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. But it, it does require more room than something like Beat Saber did. But but are we talking like yoga routine room or running in place room? I'm talking about both. Yeah, you like you have to you have to. There are exercises where you have to lay the ring down and lie down. How is it at recognizing all your movements? Because that was a problem I always had with the Xbox One with all those workout apps they used to have on there and stuff is like the connect eh, would only register my movements about half the time like is it's, it pretty it's accurate? way 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 better than that okay, and cool. i don't really understand how but it does occasionally not register something <laughs> which would be, be infuriating if you were like you know gut out lying down playing a game but like if you're like i'm trying to finish these squats i need to finish these crunches please register it's agonizing uh, it when you ugh, when you hurt so bad, but I, I I have never worked out like that before, so I'm giving it a shot. I know some people like that. I've always been kind of a walky, swimmy guy, so yeah. like I, I yeah, bikey guy. I mean, I'll I'll be honest as uh, somebody who doesn't really exercise but recognizes a desperate need to, but also thinks like, eh, well, video games are just not a great workout. Uh, you're selling me on this really it's, hard right now. It's cute as hell. And like, it's Nintendo all the fucking way. And in terms of like, I don't know, I didn't play much of Wii Fit because it just seemed like more of a struggle with the pad. And mm-hmm. like, it was kind of loose in what, what exercise you were getting. But honestly, I can't, my, I think my fitness tractor on my wrist doesn't know how to read it very well. I do think it's weird that like when it, when it wants to test your heart rate, you put your thumb over the uh, sensor of the Wii remote and it can read Whoa. your heart rate. Wow, what? that's interesting. When did that happen? Remember the, the Nintendo heart rate sensor that like they announced and never came out? Yeah. Apparently yeah. your Wii remote can just do that. Wait, is that the thing that you use for eating hot dogs in 1-2-Switch? <laughs> like, <laughs> the little light sensor it, thing? It, it's infrared, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I think it's it's the signal that, that reads your, uh, I didn't want to call them Wii remotes, your Switch, your Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons, uh, yeah. But yeah, on the top of each Joy-Con, you put your thumb over it and it can read your heart rate. Wow. That's some Star Trek I don't know how right accurately, there. but like... You know, I guess if if my if my Apple Watch can do it, why not? Why not this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I don't know if like I, I I like the idea of exercising. I just hate the idea of be, paying a membership to a gym and being a gerbil. Hmm. I like going out and like I would rather walk around Walmart than walk on a treadmill. You know. Yeah. And and the idea of playing a game for as long as it's interesting and there seems to be a lot of fucking game here. Yeah, I think it was totally worth the price. And I've been exercising like a motherfucker. And I got my friend to get it, and we're fucking competing and everything. Like, uh, not competing, but just lightly seeing what kind of progress we do. And that is interesting. That's something you can't really do. I don't know. That's like, maybe that's like the digital equivalent of how much you bench, but I'm digging it. I'm looking forward to the dozens and dozens of games Nintendo will release to support this peripheral <laughs> as well. It doesn't matter. The one is enough the as long as it Once again, take my advice. Do what I say. And I, like, I hate saying this, but like Walmart is always... I even asked the employee. They didn't know. Walmart is always $10 off on every single Nintendo product. It retails for 80 so... Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was 70 huh, Cool. All right. It well. was 70 and uh, yeah, it's... 
I don't know. I'm, I'm having a great... I don't know. I think it's going to keep me from getting Luigi's Mansion, but I'm a little pissed about that. I don't know. If anybody out there from Nintendo has an extra code, but uh, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm happy with it. And it, it only requires about 20 or 30 minutes of your day, and it's, it's the most intense workout I've ever done with a video game, and it, it reads accurately far more than 50% of the time, in my opinion. Cool. More like more like ninety percent of the time. Well, yeah. Let's talk about some games that take way more than twenty minutes of your day. Yeah. If if you don't exercise, but you want to play as someone who does, if uh, you can play more than twenty minutes of Ring Fit Adventures, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't even threaten you. You could kill me. <laughs> well, to continue my sentence, uh, you could play uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You could. Yeah. yeah I, lo- I looked at that and I thought, you know, like you know what successful properties don't do? Reboot themselves. Sure they do it's all the time. Still one of the most. How many successful. times has Spider Man been fucking rebooted? Bullshit, but not like this. They they never called it like a. We didn't have like a. The, we didn't have an Andrew Garfield movie and like ah fuck it Spider Man three. Actually, that doesn't eh, make any sense. What I don't like is that they just dropped all the number and hit reset. Like just do the Madden or the two K thing. Just add the year to it, man. This is this is Call of Duty nineteen. Yeah, Call of Duty Forever Duty War. There. <laughs> did they do that already? No, that's uh, they did infinite. Inf- infinite warfare. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but yeah, just uh, so you've been playing. Have you been playing multiplayer and campaign, or just campaign? What have you been doing? That just way? campaign because it's a lot of downloading you have to do on Xbox One. Yeah. It's about 120 gigabytes. Yeah. I was wondering if that was because you're downloading 4K. I don't think it's just because of that. I looked up an article about, like, oh, on Xbox One, it's this much. Uh, if It's, like, 120 gigs. Oh, if you get it on disk, you only have to download, like, 60 or 80 gigs, something like that. It's still quite a lot. That's substantial. Because what, what it does is uh, it downloads the, the main file, which is, like, 75 gigs. And then it's like, oh, now you need to download these four other files, which have... Uh, there's, like, two files with the campaign and an, another one with the multiplayer and another one with, like, the special ops pack, which I'm not entirely sure what that is yet. But I've I've been in several meetings over the course of my career where, as a marketing dude, I was like, so this patch, is this incremental or are they going to have to re-download the whole thing? And it's you wince every time you hear a developer go, yeah, it's going to require re-download. You're just like, oh! Because it's but, fucking frustrating. But that aside, this is a very pretty game. It's a very fun game. Um, I do kind of notice, I feel like, some of the subversiveness that I really loved in the original Modern Warfare is... I haven't seen it yet, if it's there. I feel like that's the last thing Activision Blizzard's needs right now. Mm, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't imagine them striving for that ever again mm. without an Infinity Ward uh, there. And, and remember, the, the, they skipped a campaign last year. That's true. That's true. Well, no, it, the, the campaign is—it's uh, really interesting. It has a lot of uh, variation in what you'll play as. You again, as always, alternate between multiple characters. There's like a CIA, Marine, Special Forces dude who uh, goes and infiltrates like a, a base. Uh, run by like Russian mercenaries and it's just like okay well as long as we're not killing Russian military soldiers it's fine right um, I mean P- P- Putin told us it was all okay mm-hmm. that it was yeah, fine and yeah. so we believed him we mm-hmm. said oh what are we yeah. doing what are we doing here we're pulling out like, you're oh, right sh- oh shit we killed some yeah. Russian military guys we need to get out of here we better bail yeah. at the end of every level does the president take credit for what you did and then yes. tell everyone how yeah. you did it mm-hmm <laughs> really torn on that because I really love dogs, and he was posting about that dog that helped yeah. out, and I was just like, "Yeah, good doggo." Did you see the the thing that Kimmel made the mashup where it's like he died like a dog, a beautiful dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Modern Warfare. So the running gun's really good. There's this. I think the second mission is basically like it feels like no Russian from the other perspective, yeah. where you are a police officer tracking a terror cell, and you know you like pull over this van with like four guys. It's headed toward Piccadilly Circus. And if uh, if one of them like reaches for a gun or something, and you just shoot him right there, uh, it says like, "Nope, you broke the rules of engagement," and now you gotta. It's a game over. Uh, but what happens instead is big bomb goes off, and suddenly Piccadilly Circus is overrun by terrorists. So no, so you gotta run around shooting terrorists and not hitting civilians and trying to save civilians. And it's just kind of like this big open chaotic battlefield where just things happen as you move to different locations and. Uh, yeah, even though it's like, this is simulating something horrific, but it's a really well-designed level and it's fun to run around in. So I haven't, I haven't gotten very far. There are, there are some cool beats uh, later on where, you know, you, you seize a Russian airfield and you get to uh, call in air support and then you're controlling the air support. And it is kind of like that bit in Modern Warfare, the original one, but uh, way less disturbing. Have you even prestige, bro? You haven't prestige. I haven't even touched multiplayer, I'll be yeah. honest. See how it is, bro. You haven't even really played. That's typically how Michael works in these situations. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. The kamikazes through fucking single player. But yeah, we did. We you know there were power issues over the weekend, obviously because we're in the Bay Area. Both of you. Well, yeah. I I much much less time than uh, than Matt. Matt had his power out all weekend. Um, Yeah, and it was a bummer because I really wanted to play one of the games on our new release list, and I finally got to. Oh, should we talk about that next? Why not? Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. I did finally play it, and it was worth the wait. Yes, it's really good. I agree. It's like, super fun. <laughs> can I can I start out? Let me just start out because you guys will have more nuanced takes. I'm sure you played more. Sure, but I felt vaguely validated in some of my criticism of the Fallout games. Yeah, New Vegas crashed on me like eleven times to where like I'm just not doing this again, mm-hmm. and I'm not starting off again. I'm not starting over. Uh, and I just and I missed out on something all my friends tell me are the greatest things ever. But I, I, I always thought Fallout was like a little janky and made me feel really stupid because like I don't understand all these systems or how they work cohesively because mm-hmm. you just you're giving me all this dialogue and not telling me how any of this stuff works. Yep. Whereas the outer world is like consistent frame rate tells me exactly what everything does. Yep. I learn intuitively and incrementally how everything works. And the dialogue, I, I want to know more about the world the more people I talk to. Like, I don't know. Like, I felt, I felt, I felt like Fallout uh, 4 was like blunt force trauma. Like, I just, I don't understand any of this. And, and, and it's so fucking clunky in a way that I never really understood why critics excused. And yeah, I didn't hear people talking about that till 76 came out. And like, that's my opinion on all the Fallout games. I think this game is showing you, like, it's the Bethesda engine that is broken yeah. and clunky and the reason those games are so buggy at launch like because this is fallout this is a fallout game a streamlined fallout game which so far hasn't crashed on me i, I haven't heard a lot of people talking it seems pretty bug free or it, relatively bug i played it on every system i could including a, at the time a beefy pc for fallout 3 and i always had problems and it always mm. stuttered and this is on an xbox one x has run flawlessly yeah. No problems, yeah. none. Yeah, I mean, so my, my quick take on the game is, like, if um, if you are looking for a Fallout game, this totally scratches that itch. It's just streamlined. It's a streamlined Fallout. Like, it's 
a lot of the clunkiness that comes with the Fallout games and and the Elder Scrolls games is is in their complexity, and it's kind of a trade off in that it is streamlined. It's much smaller. It's much. It yeah. feels much more manageable. Uh, the, you do have some holdovers from Fallout. Like uh, instead of vats, you have the uh, the side effect from being cryogenically frozen, which lets you slow down time at will. But all that I is is like a, a time slowing thing. It, it's not like vats where you can target limbs and stuff like that. Right, like, but it's, it's just, a similar. Uh, it's thing more like Max Payne. It's a little bit it's more bullet time. Right? Yeah. And it's, while it's streamlined, I think there's there's a slight trade off in that you do lose some of that complexity. So it's not as clunky. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like as much game is there. I know what you're saying. And I think the, the reason people appreciate Fallout games that gets me frustrated is because I think this game did one little thing. Like in the beginning, the Fallout games are sort of like, here you are, create your character, and then just like dumps you in this world and asks you to wander around semi-aimlessly for a while. Whereas yeah. this like <laughs> focuses you yeah. and made yeah. me want to explore rather than feeling lost from the like, beginning. Here, go to this town, talk to this guy. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's streamlined, which is good, but it's, it also feels like there's there's little things missing. And so like, you're right, Chris, it does a good job. Like every time you, you load up a new menu screen, it has like a description that you have to kind of clear and stuff. But then there's like, there's certain things with like the UI where it doesn't. There's a lot of buildings in the game that you can't open the doors. They're just not accessible. You got to look for the green lights around the rims, dog. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Is like yeah, it's it's you know, like in a Fallout game, like there would be all these waypoints as you walk throughout the world. Like hey, there's a new thing to discover over here, and this game doesn't do that. Which I guess some people might prefer, but I, I do feel like with that streamlining and simplicity, like we are losing some cool bits. And I'll say this: like this game is part of Game Pass. And sometimes it feels like with these games, maybe it's just a, a side effect of Game Pass is like they do feel like a little stripped down and like, like they, I don't know, maybe they'll add some of this stuff later. Like I, I still really, really like it, but I, I don't know, it just doesn't well, feel it's, as it's a more as, it's a more directed experience. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure not knowing for sure, you guys would know better, but it feels like a smaller experience than yeah. a Fallout. Yes. So, so Jay Allen uh, made an interesting point on Twitter uh, that I thought. Uh, when, when you keep comparing it to Fallout and saying it's streamlined, like what he said is it's actually like Fallout gives you this big open world to explore. This is a series of very focused sets that all okay. everything serves yeah. a very specific purpose and it always pushes you in a specific direction uh, while still feeling very open. Yeah, um, maybe that's it. It's just but, an illusion of openness. Yeah, but if they if they heard us ta- comparing it so much to Fallout, I'd probably think like, they're probably like, well, yeah, okay, I can see why you'd say that, but this is its own thing. Like, first off, we're trading the the post-apocalyptic milieu for, like, this 1930s sci-fi serial thing where, uh, like, humanity's taken to the stars and these yeah. big clunky ships that look really silly. And, uh, you know, nobody's wearing silver lame jumpsuits, but uh, everything's controlled by a fistful of corporations. Yeah. And so you're trading the basic misery of the wasteland for the misery of extreme capitalism with no rules yeah and and the writing i will say is great it's very funny mm-hmm. very clever sometimes a bit heavy-handed like okay we get it we, we get that this is an anti-corporate narrative like jesus you don't have to hit me over the head you've with tried this. Like, the best <laughs> now try spacer's choice i haven't ventured very far into the game but like I gotta say, every person I encountered, I'm like, all right, here's the mayor. I know exactly what it's gonna sound like. Here's the fucking deacon. I know what he's gonna sound mm-hmm. like. And they always surprise me with their characterizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they're all they're all younger than you would think too. Like in Fallout games, everyone feels old and just beat down by the world. Whereas in this, it's like you can tell 
Well, they're younger because they probably don't live very long lives because or, the corporations like self, are selfish and self motivated. <laughs> where like I like the I, like catching the belief that like oh some of these people are believers, yeah, and <laughs> and they believe this corroding system is it, it needs to work for them. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I swear. Like I, I just I, I've always been frustrated in that I always I don't I don't mean to shit on Fallout. I've just I've had to consider this game whose aesthetic I love, whose premise I love is not for me because of how poorly it's gelled with me and this immediately clicked with me yeah well there's there's certain things though that i'm not liking as much about this game that i wish i could have more control over so like the fact that to pick locks there is like in the fallout games it's like you can keep working at it and eventually figure out how to pick it because there's a skill component Mm -hmm. whereas in these it's like you need to collect a certain number of those lock picking, like little consumable yeah. items, and like, stuff. Oh, you've got two of them. Well, now just hold down a button. And yeah, that lock will be yeah. Picked. And so some of those things, I'm like, oh man, I wish you would have given me the option to try and maybe fail, but but try not just collect consumables. And if I can't find enough of those things, oh well, I guess I gotta come back here later. Like, it's, but yeah. I kind of liked, you know, I, I liked the option at the very beginning to build a character who's like, I'm just going to be about stealth and persuasion yeah, and try to avoid combat as much as possible. But then you have the issue where like, okay, yeah, you can avoid combat with like the townspeople, the real people who have lines. Yeah. Uh, you still have to deal with the marauders who are basically just mobs that can't be dealt, dealt with. I, or I took your with. advice there and I, I put a, point, a bunch of points in persuasion, but then I also put them in range combat, which mm. actually I'm sort of regretting now because Guns take a lot of bullets to bring a dude down, whereas the melee is like two or three hits with a melee item. And I'm huh. like, but it's, the trade-off there is like, you can't really defend against when they're shooting you as well. I mean, I just kind of turn on the non-vats and put as many rounds into their heads as I can. Combat, let's let's be honest, is one of the clunkiest, worst aspects of this game. And the Fallout games realized that and said, well, we're going to give you vats and put, you know, you're just going to identify body parts and, and go for it. Whereas this one's like, well, you can slow stuff down. And it look it, it goes to a first person point of view when you're shooting, but it's like eh, it's not a this is not built to be a first person shooter. Like the, the combat is is just meant to get through that as quick as you can, just get it out of the way because the interesting stuff is in between the, the the combat sequences, you know. But no, it's very dude, super good game. And again, not to plug Game Pass, but like it's included with Game Pass free, on both PC and Xbox. So if you have that, you have no excuse. But you should be playing this. It's like the fourth time this year I thought I was playing Game of the Year material for free via Game Pass. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If we seem to talk up Game Pass a lot, it's not because we're necessarily trying to promote it. It's just that, like, a long time ago we decided, like, oh, sure, I'll pay 10 bucks a month for that and forgot about it. And now it's like we're, we keep getting free games all the time. Yeah. I pay the introductory fee of, of like, $100 a year. Mm. Yeah. And that, that to me, like, the price of a game and a, and a half – and it's it's been rewarding me ever since. Yeah, I think this game will probably come up in our game of the year discussions. It's very good so far. It's it, it, it's I had a lot of vibes from the other outer game. Just like outer I can't Wild. believe yeah. I like this this much. <laughs> like uh, I, I thought I would just download this to play for a minute yeah. or two, but I can only wish their their logos and their names weren't as similar as they can. Are. Just call our our goatee discussions outer waterlords. <laughs> <laughs> They probably oh, end up man. getting an argument with Matt over how Remnant deserves to be Game of the Year. <laughs> Damn it. Um, another Game Pass game that I, I played a little bit of was After Party. Yeah? Uh, After Party, it Shit, is... That was a Game Pass game. Oh, my God. That's I think I paid money game. for it. Oh, you did? Oh, well, return it. Curses. <laughs> so After Party is the game by Night School Studio, which is... These are the guys that brought you Oxenfree. 
And if you played Oxenfree, you kind of know what to expect of this game. Like the the visuals, the look of the games are very, very similar in terms of the character art style, in terms of even where the camera sits compared with uh, with the characters. It's their adventure games, and they're more branching narrative games, which isn't always my cup of tea because I do like a little bit more interaction in my interactive media. Um, but what is keeping me invested in this is is the premise and the story is very interesting and I want to see where it goes so that the setup is you play uh, two college students who die and go to hell as you do and discover that the way out of hell is to beat Satan at a drinking game which would have qualified it for our list last week of games where you fight the devil yeah if it's only been the only thing I'm qualified to do in life <laughs> I think what's what's also keeping me kind of um, wanting to see more is it has an excellent excellent voice cast and so uh it has well i was trying to, to show you it's it's janina gavankar which that is the woman that she played the rebel leader in far cry 4 sure she was from true blood she played one of the shapeshifters in true blood she was the lead in Starfront star wars battlefront 2 the, uh, the true blood the shepherd smith's favorite show yeah. uh and then it, the voice of satan is dave finoy himself from the walking dead Oh, Lee. Oh, Lee. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. Lee plays Satan. Oh, wow. The following soul is brought to you by Geico. <laughs> and then uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's Ashley Birch does a voice. So it's, She's it's, in everything. Yes. She's yes. in Outer Worlds, too. But they, they are all very good voice actors, and this game needed that. Um, actually, one of my knocks against the game is I, I can read faster than I can listen to the audio, and it doesn't let you skip forward in you know as they're talking. And so it's a little frustrating. Like You're just kind of be wandering around a scene while someone is finishing a line. Um, but you can't skip it. But it is, it's very, we're talking about good writing. This game is very well written. Sometimes a little bit, fawns a little bit too much over its, its pop culture references and how witty it can be. Like, it's like, all right, come on. But if you liked Oxenfree and you want more of that, it's like they took Oxenfree and they put it in a higher budget setting in terms of it's like based in hell. And the visuals are really cool. Uh, it's like a, a LucasArts game, but they swear a lot. Because and some of that feels forced too, but yeah, they're dropping a lot of swear words in this game. But it's uh, it's very well written and it's very funny. And again, it's on Game Pass, so check it out. That's After Party. I'm not ashamed for bringing up Game Pass because every single platform you play on should have a version of Game Pass. And right, right. now, it's mm-hmm. like this in the the Epic Store trying to lure you in. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, Sony uh, has and, PlayStation now, which is improved. Right? right. I, 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 did we talk about that last week? Did we miss that, or that that you could download the PS Now games now? Yeah, yeah. Some, someone corrected us that we thought it was streaming only, and you, they they let you do both. But, yeah, they, uh, they announced that a couple several yeah. weeks ago. My, actually, one other knock I know, against but I was this, really drunk last week and almost ruined the show. <laughs> what, one other knock against this is that it's on Game Pass for Xbox, but not PC. And this is the kind of game that would be perfect for PC because it is an adventure game where not much movement involved. There are some gameplay elements with the drinking games. Don't think too hard about those. That's not what you're here for. You're here for the narrative and the writing, and it's uh, it's really clever and good. And if you liked, again, if you liked Oxenfree and kind of just the quirkiness of that setting and the writing and stuff, then uh, After Party is worth checking out. Last game we brought up, Michael. Uh, none of us have had a chance to play it. We'll have some takes next week. Is Luigi's Mansion Three, which came out on Halloween. Ooh, spooky! I love uh, the Hard Times has their review up. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Three serves up spooky scares if you're a fucking idiot. 
Uh, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion for Switch just just in time for Halloween. Too bad it's for not scary at all, and obviously it was made for little kids and not for fans of classic horror, specifically film, aka cinema. <laughs> Friend of the show, Mike Sf, and I were talking about this game. I was like, "So what are reviews like?" And and so far, I think on Metacritic, it's like around eighty five. And I'm like, "Oh, so like every Luigi's Mansion game ever." And yeah. That's where those games always fall, and I'm totally fine with that because I've loved I every single love, one of those games. Love, love Dark Moon so much. Oh, Dark I Moon think is it great. might be my favorite 3DS game. Yeah, those games are always good, and yeah, but they are like totally square. Like if you ask me, like what's the definition of like an 85 to an 88 game? It's like yeah, Luigi's Mansion's right there. They're really good games, but well, it's just it's something like it's not quite Mario. It's much, 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 much slower, but it has that Nintendo platformer feel. But it does some. There's like only three games that embody this like slow take on puzzle platformer, yeah, uh, in a Nintendo style. And I, I don't know. Like, and again, there was there was decent multiplayer on the 3DS. If it, it, it rarely worked, <laughs> I expect we just mentioned three to be the same. Uh, the the multiplayer was awesome. Um, I, oh, and I did I did see. I think is 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 Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz out on yes, yes. That, that came out on, on all consoles. the. Uh, current gen platforms hd believe it or not we have this discussion in in my realm of the world that game might be the best monkey ball that had the worst control scheme so i'm a little curious to see how a game with this much shit in it translates when it's in hd with a proper controller i was telling michael i lost interest after like the second monkey ball game like i can't believe there have been seven no 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 you think you did because this was the one after the second what? It was the launch window Wii game after the second Monkey Ball that I think sort of killed the vibe. Hmm. Uh, mm. Banana Blitz. Mm. But I think that's because it, like even the GameCube ones were like HD and 60 frames a second. Wasn't there also like a puzzle platformer RPG adventure Monkey Ball game? Yeah, they, they, they did yes. too many of those yeah. games. But, uh... but this is a traditional Monkey Ball game with a bunch of cute mini games. And I love the music, and I love the sounds and the characters and the Fallout. I, I love it all, and I, I I'm excited to check it I out. I think they they did a thing like Sonic's in it too. He's a guest character. Oh, nice! Yes, yeah. you can play as Sonic. Yeah, Fallout, New Vegas. <laughs> is it time for news? It sure is. Coming in hot with a news story that I know is just going to piss Chris off. So Twitch is testing out a new feature called Watch Party that lets certain streamers, it's invite only so far, host selection from Amazon Prime's video library directly on their channel so they can watch and chat with their viewers, which is exactly what we got in trouble for on Laser Time. Yep. But it was only it was only a matter of time. I just yeah. but here's what I love about it. All right. Okay. Okay. Here's where we are now. Uh, when we were growing up, uh, sorry, my dad was growing up. A movie would come to theaters, and you loved it, and you'd see it, and it was great. And then you'd never see it again unless it came <laughs> back to theaters, which it sometimes did yeah. in a matinee. I'm you and I are growing up, like us listening growing up. Uh, there's a video store. You can check that out with your friends. And now there's. Uh, movie comes out in theaters then it hits vod the digital and then a week or so later it hits uh platforms and then it hits your hbo's right i think a year after that now that's when it hits whatever the fuck this is 
a year a year after a movie's out and it's hit Blu-ray and it's hit HBO and it's hit Netflix, why not allow people to watch that together and then charge them whatever I don't know whatever you think yeah. is not whatever you think is fair, but an, uh, an appropriate fee. Like it should be. This is how we will watch movies from here on out. Yeah. Period. Well, it's it's nice to see Twitch taking advantage of being owned by Amazon and that it's tied yeah. in with the Amazon Prime library. It's it's it does. I don't think it's the whole library. It says selections from the library. This isn't the first time Twitch has has done something like this, but in the past it's all been through an official kind of like Twitch presents channel where they did some yes. Star Wars events and Disney movies. But these are like they're inviting certain streamers to say yes, you you can pilot test this program for us, which like is an amazing amazing thing. Ah, Even though. Oh, I would love to take advantage of it because I love watching movies with our community, and, and and it just it became like technically a hassle, and then like it would get our YouTube channel flagged if a sound picked up in the fucking microphone yeah. of us watching the movie. Ah, you're watching Smokey and the Bandit. That is a fucking copyright strike. <laughs> God damn it! They're just responding to stuff a lot of streamers were doing and trying to find workarounds to, and so it's nice that they're officially enabling. No, it. but I, yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's the future, and like. If you think a movie is worth the most when it's in the movie theater, mm-hmm. and then it's worth the next most when it's on VOD, and it's worth the next most when it's on HBO, Netflix, yeah, I think three months down the line, why not open... Like, how much money is this movie going to fucking make anymore? Unless people are, are streaming it and talking about it. Influencers, lack of a better word. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of influencers and speaking of streaming... Uh, two more big influencers jumped Twitch to Mixer. So Shroud and King Gothalian both are now on Mixer. Um, so I was talking to someone about this who who does a lot of the influencer stuff and kind of knows that world. And what he was telling me is, um, so Twitch has a couple levels of like working with them. There's Twitch Affiliate, which I think just enables you to make money on the channel. But then there's Twitch Partners. And the problem with Twitch partners is you have to be exclusive to Twitch. Like, they don't let you – you can't stream on Mixer. You can't stream through YouTube Live or anything like that. And so a lot of people, it's like they feel like it kind of limits their options. And so it makes sense that they're starting to explore these other channels. Uh, I think, as in all things, like, competition is good. Uh, And so, you know, the fact that you have some of the bigger Twitch streamers now on a different platform – uh, hopefully that lasts and it's not just a flash in the pan and, you know, Microsoft cut a check to somebody and then that's it. Because Mixer, Mixer's a cool platform. Mixer's one of those things, though, every time I go on there, there's about 10 new features that I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. There's like 20 currencies yeah. when I'm watching a stream. It's super confusing to me as a viewer, but it's I've heard the tech is really good. I've heard the tech in some way is better as you're streaming than Twitch. Like there's I'm no sure it is. there's no delay and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, so so a couple big players. So so Mixer is, for now, looks to be real and isn't going away anytime soon, but something that is going away. <gasps> PlayStation View is officially Good. shutting down. Sony's Good. attempt at running a on-demand cable. Hmm. I don't even know what you would call this thing. Streaming cable. It, it, was, it, was, it was one of the most expensive and the most confusing and the available in the least territories, and the PlayStation brand isn't synonymous with television yeah it always every time i looked at the prices it always looked like the worst deal out of everyone out there and there's a lot of options out there there's like youtube live and all kinds of shit no the the best one i I looked into it recently is still sling the one that i use which is 20 bucks a month as opposed to like 50 which 50 or more which is what all these other places want yeah and uh so playstation view was even worse because they i don't know when you have we're gonna let you buy the channels that you want like yeah and 
bundles. Like, that's awful. <laughs> like, maybe I don't want... I don't know. I don't want AMC. How about that? There, I said it. Isn't it crazy that Sling... I remember when Sling first began, and this tells you how much technology has progressed. Sling used to be a thing that attached to your cable box at home, and then your, your router, mm-hmm. that you could, on your, like, PC at work, watch yep. whatever was playing on your cable box oh, so at that's home. why they sued it into it will tried s- to shut it down it, it will it would sling the signal uh-huh. elsewhere hence the name but it was like and now they, they pivoted and they're a completely different thing i don't even know if they still offer that that feature but who who needs that because everything's on demand you don't need to be like oh my tv's playing raw at home and so now i can right. watch raw on my computer at work you don't need to do that you know oh, i thought you were saying like raa raw my comp- my tv is streaming huzzah <laughs> it's swimming. <yes. laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah! Seize the day! I could watch Big Bang Theory reruns at work. Huzzah! <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> no, just a wrestling reference. I am uh, sorry. No. no, it was bad, and it's one of those the same thing. I think people give uh, what do you call it? Uh, Google shit, Stadia shit. But like it's you're just a corporate mm. thing with a corporate name, and we don't know that you're ready to play in this world and like i thought they were never very competitive because the more of these things that launched the lower all of the prices get and playstation view never lowered their price ever it was always weird that microsoft this generation one of the reasons they might have lost was their whole thing was we are the set-top box we want to be the the total entertainment solution for you not just video games and they never did offer like a cable service for lack of a better word their whole thing was they would let you do pass through from your and which you can still well, they, do they, they offer like anything at&t or direct tv now sling uh you can get apps for all of these yeah i think with the exception of playstation view whereas playstation blocked out every other competitor yeah. to playstation yeah. view. It, it made them get fall behind in that race even mm-hmm. well, which you know sony kind of to be fair, they just leaned into games this generation. They didn't care. No, I, I just I, I, I don't know what I think about it, to be honest. I don't know if I wanted them to compete in this world or not. But but you can't block everyone out and, and offer a worse service. That's kind of cruel, yeah. especially when a lot of people like stream to their PS4. Because everything else like is fantastic on it. Yeah. You know what they say, Chris? When one door what? closes, oh. what happens? Make door an aid. <laughs> make tornade. Yes, Michael, that's right. Yes. Um, because PlayStation might have shut down one of its streaming services, but Xbox began testing its streaming this when this past Wednesday. So to join in this program, you need to be an Xbox insider in the US or UK, and you need to be enrolled in their alpha or alpha skip ahead rings. I don't know what that means to participate in the preview. You have to own a console. You have to have an Android phone. So both of you listening to this that qualify, congratulations. You need a Bluetooth-enabled Xbox One wireless controller because, as we've established, they're not all Bluetooth. And they recommend a controller mount for those games on the phone. But it's their, this is their thing where you can stream. So, again, this is like Sling. <laughs> Whenever your home console is playing, you can now stream that to your phone. Hmm. I mean, Sweet. I, I keep thinking of, like, the PS3 had this, like, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. complicated. PS4 still has it. PS4 still has it. Yeah. You can, yeah. But it's you can, also complicated. You can throw PS4 games to your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, but now you can use the actual PS4 controller. Huh. Hmm. All right. Yeah. That's still, right. I work from home. It's not a big deal for me. Yeah. So um, that that is rolling out there. I think a few or a month or so ago, they tested out just 
straight up game streaming, but again, you had to have an Android phone. So Microsoft is, is this xCloud or whatever they used to call it thing. It's real and it's coming and, and you can bet by next gen, by Project Scarlet or whatever. That's not what they're going to call it. Well, I, I thought I thought that was the the big news, blah, blah, blah. Not big news, sorry, but like it was the thing that was posted in the Laser Time community and made me look into it a little more. That What is it called? The Xbox blah, where you pay $20 a month and you get a Xbox? Well, there was the Ultimate Pass or something where you got live and you got Game Pass and you rented an no, Xbox No, no, this is the one X. where they send you an Xbox. That's and what now I'm until the now until the end of the year, you can get an Xbox One X, and then the second the Scarlet comes out, you can upgrade to that with a two-year commitment really? for wow. 20 bucks a That's... month. It's less huh. than the cost of an Xbox One at launch, and you can get the latest Xbox uh, and the Scarlet really? when it comes edit, out. I'm going to edit all this out so I can go capitalize on this deal before <laughs> any of the listeners. Well, that's amazing. I, well, that's the thing. Like, I never thought I'd see People PC make a comeback. <laughs> I, I'm, ex- that? I'm excited to see how Microsoft responds to Sony this generation because, like, last generation, Sony responded and kicked the shit out of Microsoft to follow up on the previous generation. I But I'm not willing to enter a two-year commitment for what the Scarlet might be. Hmm. I don't. We still. I don't think we know enough yet. It'll I'm, be good. I mean, it's the next Xbox. You're probably going to buy it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. I know. I know. I know. It's just. It's just the two year commitment. But even then, twenty bucks a month, like it for two years. Can someone do the math better than me? Like uh, that doesn't quite equal the price of an Xbox One X now. Yeah, that's four hundred eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that includes Live and Game Pass, that's a really good yes. deal. Yeah. Like that's crazy, and that's yeah. and that's the. <laughs> That's the competitive fight I want to see all these consoles playing, which of course Nintendo will not do at all. When that program <laughs> launched, it was it was like thirty five a month, which is still a great deal. It was live; it got you Game Pass, and it got you an Xbox One X that you were yeah you weren't leasing it; you were like renting to own basically. Yeah, but 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 the, but the upgrade ability—it's like I, yeah. I can only think of what Apple did with their iPhones that yes. I still am like tremendously uncomfortable with. A lot of people thought would eventually become the model for consoles, especially if they're going to come out and cost like a thousand dollars. Which yeah. I doubt they will, sure but is. they could, you know. Well, I mean, the the rumor is that the PS5 could run you. It will run price wise, not adjusted for inflation. What the PS3 did at launch, so six hundred. I think I don't know. I was reading a, a, a foreign article, so I had to do the conversion in my head. But it was it was at least a hundred uh, bent L's the line through it more <laughs> mm-hmm. than uh, what the uh, PS4 launched at lira. But that was the rumor. Yeah, that's the lira, that is, yes. not pounds. <laughs> 20, 20 million lira. <laughs> well, fellas, it's that time of year again. You fall back with your clocks, and games fall back to next fiscal year. I don't know. As a few publishers announce delays, usually via their earnings calls. So, um, first up, uh, Ubisoft announced that Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters are all pushed to next fiscal year, which for Ubisoft begins uh, starting next April. They didn't give uh, specific dates there, but but that's when those could potentially come out. That's fine. That shit happens all the time. Uh, another big one, though, that baffles me is The Last of Us 2. They just announced the date for that game. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe two weeks later, uh, they announced that they're pushing this thing back, which... Remember when they announced, um, even just probably three or four weeks ago now, that the multiplayer was delayed in, like, a whole separate deal? Maybe. Like, 
I've got to believe that that's still separate. Like, I don't think this delay is going to mean, like, magically the multiplayer will ship with the game, which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, probably not. But, but uh, I mean, you know, this this kind of thing happens all the time. Like, game development is an inexact science. It, it does, but the fact that they had waited so long to announce their date, and then they announced their date, and then within a matter of weeks had to walk that back... That to me is like, okay, why did they announce the date? Is that something to do with like shareholders and you know? Yeah, that's the only thing I think is suspect because the idea of like the only reason to launch your game later at this point is for these systems that come out in less than a year. Mm-hmm. And but then it, that is also exactly when the original Last of Us came out. Yeah, yeah that 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 game basically ended that generation on a high note, right? Mm-hmm. So and they you know their reasoning was. It's we're Naughty Dog. We want this thing to have Naughty Dog level of polish throughout the entire game. February wasn't going to let us do that. Um, so I think though they, it's only going to be a couple months delayed. We're talking like April May time period. So it's that's not terrible, but it's just it was really odd that it was so quick after they just announced their date. It's like Jesus, just don't announce the date next time. Like just just wait until you're really certain. You know. Yeah. Stuff happens, man. Yep. It's game dev. It's an inexact science, to say the least. Um, you know, EA announced a few delays on their earnings call. Uh, so NBA Live, I know you guys are huge NBA Live enthusiasts. Oh, just the biggest. Well, they canceled this year's again, which I feel like they've done that a few years in a row. Uh, and they said it's pushed to next year to take advantage of next gen and focus on uh, Corpse Speak Alert, Corpse Speak Alert, uh, quote-unquote new ways to engage, connect, and create True basketball. None of this fake basketball <laughs> bullshit. Michael, true real hoops. basketball. Only the realest basketball. You, Michael, you're going to grow to be six foot eight after you fucking play this game. I am. In real life, in basketball. my chair. Yeah, Michael's massive. Yeah. Just I'm so going you know. to shrink two inches. Yeah. yeah. Well, six I, foot eight. I want to know what true basketball meant. So so they, they went on to explain, and maybe this is what true basketball is. Um, again, Corpse Speak Alert. Bringing social connection and accessibility to the forefront. I don't know what that means. Like, why don't you just not answer? Yeah, just, just say, just say we need another year to, to make this basketball. Game. I don't know. It's a terrible answer. Say it's say it's a basketball TV show set in Louisiana with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Look, right now we got a thing where we don't know why, but every time you try to land a jump shot, you tear off your own head and throw it into the basket. Yeah. We can't figure out how to fix this. We need more time. I mean, what they need is Spike Lee to write the career mode. Yes, every time to... that happens, Spike Lee yells cut. And then feature an amazing sound clip of someone saying, Y'all be haters, don't hate my game! Thank you. That's always yeah, there? <laughs> it's always <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, bring back frequency vibrations, even though he's from the 2K uh, series. Just... Yeah, just bring him. It's fine. We, we need it's fine. we need someone with that improbable nickname to be a basketball star <laughs> that we can believe in. Yeah. So some other stuff they announced. Nothing too surprising from the earnings call. Uh, more Apex Legends is on the way. Uh, another Sims Four expansion. Woo-hoo. They said there there won't be another Battlefield game in fiscal year twenty twenty one. They're gonna they're gonna bring more content for five again and skip another year. And so it won't be until fiscal twenty twenty two, which begins April of twenty twenty one. And ends March of 2022. So you can guess probably holiday calendar year 2021 is when the next Battlefield game is coming. So two, two years I mean, that, from that's now. That's weird, but wow. like I'm not, I'm no longer that into first person shooters, and Battlefield's always the one I play last. Yeah. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't follow an annual release of Battlefield games. Yeah. Uh, this one is, I mean, 
it, they're not saying much, but it's not too surprising. Next fiscal year, so 2021, will bring unannounced new titles and new IP for multiple platforms. So you can imagine that's tying into the new consoles. EA desperately needs some some new IP. Sure. Um, they they're going to be releasing some remasters. They have two. Two unannounced EA Partners games. Those are kind of those indie games they publish. Um, they did say that there's new stuff in the works from Motive, Dice, Bioware, Maxis, and Criterion. So that's good. Um, they did mention a new sports IP, which I want to know what that means. Maybe EA Big. I'm going to guess Slam Ball. A basketball with trampolines. It's an old Spike TV show. <laughs> Look, dude, if, it, if it's NBA Street, I'm on board. Bring that shit back. What's what's the uh, this the game that keeps being brought up as a running joke in Outer Worlds? Toss ball, something like that. Oh, I thought you meant skate. Yeah. Right, skate. Toss ball. <laughs> oh, maybe I have it's several skate. of their like spiky lacrosse sticks. Oh, they said sports style could be skate. Mm-hmm. You heard it. Breaking news. You heard it here first. Uh, How much you want to bet EA is going to be the first people to make like an interactive EA esports game? God, someone else write that parody. It's, it's in there somewhere. From the company that brought you a parkour game that nobody asked for. Yes. In this game, you'll be able to be great at every kind of game. Madden, football, <laughs> first-person shooters. You won't be playing, but you'll be managing children who are good at these games. Esports Manager 2020. I, I still love the idea of it being EA Esports Manager. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like a song at that point. No, isn't yeah, that the e- one that Riot literally announced an esports management sim? We talked about it last I'm sure week. Sure, it's all over Christine Greenlight. <laughs> um, so, Chris, you open the box and it's just a giant snake eating its own ass. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Just told you, it's a giant snake eating, eating its, its own ass. ass. Oh well, that's not that's not so bad. Mm. My wife's okay. <laughs> when it's, she's also eating her own ass because I cut off her head. Like, she's yeah, a I've millennial. Describe it. It's when I, I was doing all that research on kart racing games and found out there was like an actual pro kart racing games like that was licensed with real people who raced in carts i'm like kart racing is a thing you do when you can't do a real race <laughs> so yes. so this is a double simulation yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah what why would it's why would i buy this over nascar these are real people who aren't good enough to be nascar <laughs> drivers so they drive around and go featuring pros like, from your local bullwinkles family recreation center <laughs> Right, if it doesn't have Luigi or Spyro in the cart, like, why would I give a shit? Well, who, a, who follows fucking cart, like, human cart race? I remember there was a game that came out on Xbox, like, in 2002, 2003, called Furious Karting. And it was basically just, like, yeah, trying to be an ultra-gritty, like, cart simulator that was, like, bringing a road rash sensibility where you could, like, hit people with nail boards or something. It's like, this is a game about, A, adults in go-karts, and B... <laughs> You can spoonerize the name as Curious Farting really easily. <laughs> oh, that'd be so much funnier if I knew what spoonerized meant. Anyway. Means when you switch the I first know what it means. Okay. Damn it. My joke. The, the next biggest announcement, maybe one of their biggest announcements, is um, EA is taking their origin ball and they're going back to Steam, baby. Oh, no. Yeah, they realized they needed Steam. Um, I love the teaser for this, by the way, which was just a. Um, it, it was a Twitter video of a steaming mug with the EA logo on it before they did the official announcement. Huh. <laughs> well, it's that's less them taking their ball and going back to steam and more of them like, we're, we have to bring our ball back outside. Yeah. <laughs> Giving their ball back to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. So, yeah, you can not only play with this ball at my house from here on out. <laughs> yeah. it, what's weird is it's not it's not like all at once. They're having to roll this out kind of gradually. Uh, no, and, and there's certain things in there that seem to hint at 
Origin not being gone. Because we have friends at Origin, so I'm not like rooting for Origin to go away, even though I haven't opened it in five years. Yeah. Um, but but that uh, there will be crossplay. Well, yeah, it's it's not gone. It's 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 very similar to like even you play was doing this on Steam, and, and the company um, I work at, Perfect World, that like when you when you play a game on Steam, you have to have a, an Arc login to do it, and so it, it's very similar. I think the big difference is though is like there's going to be an Origin client running in the background of Steam, but basically you'll have to one time create like or sign in with your Origin account and link that to your Steam account, and then you can play these games through the Steam client. Um, so and EA Access will also work on Steam. That's the bigger thing. This is the first subscription yeah. service to come to Steam. Like that, that's huge. Yeah, it's insane. And as, as Tyler pointed out on a podcast we did a long time ago, I think on bonus time. That they they pointed out they um, by not announcing this on the Epic Store says something. Well, you can bet they were probably trying to get a deal in place with whoever. Maybe they got a better I think deal. EA's beyond deals with the Epic Store because they they pretty much have tried to do the same thing yeah. Epic is doing. Well, did you, did you see the biggest title it launched with it was yeah Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order was all over. You could pre buy that on Steam, and that was like at least the last time I checked the number one selling game on Steam. Like right away, like people were like, wow. They're stoked for that game. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, as I say with anything Star Wars, man, I can't wait to see how pissed off people are at that game <laughs> so, for no reason. So yeah, there's a woman in it. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even have triple D's. I want the director's cut with no women in this Star Wars game. This is ridiculous. Uh, I read the books. Where are her vagina bones? <laughs> <laughs> At least make it like Total Recall and give her three boobs. Uh, we're alienating our core demographic. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought whoa, that was whoa, intentional. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. We lost those listeners long, long so, ago, man. Michael. Uh, well, gentlemen, that is all the news that is fit to play. And Ooh, yet, Ray. the news segment may be over. Mm-hmm. But we have the return of a fan favorite segment we like to call. Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? Game Deals is back eh, for this week. Uh, I just had to throw this out there. I'm not going to get into too much detail, but both Target and Amazon are doing the classic buy two, get one deals. And so if you buy two games, you get one game free. Uh, I went through kind of the selection, and there are some good ones in there. So at Target... You can get Borderlands 3, uh, Madden, NBA 2K20, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which just came out, Mario Maker 2, Control, Remedies Control, which was excellent, Uh, the Resident Evil 2 Remake, and Kingdom Hearts 3 are all included. On the Amazon side, you can get Outer Worlds, if you're not a Game Pass subscriber. Um, Call of Duty, again, is there, Madden, Mario Maker 2, Monster Hunter Iceborne is included. Uh, A game Michael, you liked, Plague Tale Innocence, is included. Ah, And then Dragon Quest XI uh, for PS4. I don't think it's the Switch, the new one, but the PS4 version is included. So, yeah, buy two, get one. Always a fan favorite. The other thing is, um, for Halloween, a lot of, of platform holders are running pretty good Halloween sales. On Xbox, they have their, like, Shocktober event where you can get Remnant for 20% off. Not Ooh. that I know that I don't work for the company or anything. Oh, wait, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> My favorite games of the year. But, yeah, so so there's some really good deals, even in advance of Black Friday, that I thought it was worth just flagging for you guys. Yeah, go go check out either if you're going to do the buy two, get one, uh, fi- which 
is effectively 30% off if you're buying all of them at full price. Or check out uh, any of the storefronts during their Halloween deals and kind of get get in early for a little bit of pre-Black Friday uh, savings there for you. All right. Is that it? That is it. Take my advice. Do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. Thank you! All right. Well, time for the community segment, which, as always, is what? Segmenting our community. It, it is. Last week's question of the week. What's your favorite video game villain? Let's see. Uh, well, site's still down when we're recording this. So uh, on <laughs> Twitter, bad. at Peak37PT says... I'd have to go with Kane from the Legacy and Soul Reaver series. His motivation is to find a way to survive without destroying the world or killing himself. This means doing some evil things, but by the end you also get why he's doing them on an emotional level. I don't know that that makes it justified. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but I appreciate Wait, you the can't one. justify genocide, Chris? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, You'll never be a politician. <laughs> The more I learn about people I hate, the more I'm like, yeah, that's not an excuse. <laughs> Kane had an arresting delivery of his mind. That's a good Kane. It's a good Kane. That was really more of a Raziel, but okay. <laughs> B. Nelson says, okay, a quick lesson in Mega Man lore and why Dr. Wily is the greatest video game villain of all time. Uh, aside from menacing the world in his own time, Wily's influence reaches far into the future. It really does. Those are my favorite Mega Man games. Before his death, he created Zero along with what would become the Maverick virus. This puts into motion uh, events 100 years after the original series during the Mega Man X series, where Zero infects, uh, infects Sigma, who in turn infects other Reploids and starts the Maverick Wars. This leads to the creation of a, the Mother Elf, uh, a computer program created from the data of Zero's body to counteract the Sigma virus. Uh, the Mother Elf was then stolen by another evil scientist, turned into the Dark Elf, and used to instigate the Elf Wars, a <laughs> conflict that killed 90% of Reploids and 60% of all humans while leaving most of the world a barren wasteland. Is this what it sounds like when I describe games that I like? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes, but I, I also would like to it, it, like remind everyone, the, all these games are an E for everyone. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the, <laughs> This leads to the creation of Neo Arcadia, uh, which in turn becomes an evil human supremacist empire, which leads to the battles between <laughs> Neo uh, Arcadia and the Resistance 200 years later uh, during the events of Mega Man Zero. Uh, then the events of those games lead to the events of Mega Man ZX 200 more years uh, into the future, where Reploids and humans are combined and now all uh, are all susceptible to a new Maverick virus. And while not explicitly stated, I am sure all of that shit has something to do with the world of Mega Man Legends set thousands of years into the future, uh, where the entire world is flooded and uh, humans are extinct. All of that and centuries of turmoil and death uh, because of one man, Dr. Albert Wiley. Too long, don't read. Dr. Wiley rules, and all other villains can eat shit. <laughs> you know, Brett, Good if, Lord. You, if you want to come on the show, you can. You don't need to create a <laughs> fake Twitter B. Nelson. But, uh, we, we can see right through that one. Uh-huh. That is that, that is quite the elaborate way of getting to a game where you can kick dogs. We're talking about Mega Man Legends. <laughs> From the official Laser Time Facebook community, Gabe Kleinert says, Over the years, I've really come to appreciate Kuja from Final Fantasy IX. Not only is he one of the few villains to actually succeed at destroying a world, he destroys his homeworld, Terra. 
But throughout the entire game, you never actually defeat him. Every time you fight him, the battle ends with him going berserk and killing your party. That sucks. Uh, Colin O'Hara says, Bending the definition a bit, my answer is Durandal from the Marathon Games. He is an AI on the Marathon colony ship when it gets attacked by aliens. I think he is just in charge of opening doors across the ship, but maybe that's a Hitchhiker's Guide joke I am cross-referencing. And in the original game, is more interested in achieving his own goals over saving human lives, even if it means teaming up with the attacking aliens. In the second game, he's less villainous, as he is now your boss, sending you around to again complete his goals, but his goal is again not exactly great for your or humanity's survival. Having gone fully rampant, Durandal is now more interested in making himself more powerful than doing anything benevolent for the humans fighting aliens to prevent their own extinction. Again, not exactly villainous, but in theme with the episode, sometimes the devil isn't doing evil stuff in those games for the sake of evil, just really selfish stuff, like, you know, playing a guitar solo against a up-and-coming rock band. Anyway, (laughs) all these themes get expanded upon Upon further by the Halo series, but I still stand for the OG rampant AI. All right. Too bad no one remembers marathon games. I do. Those are great. I said it. You can still play it on Xbox Live. Mm -hmm. It's backwards compatible with Xbox One. What? Yeah, it is. It's the first I've heard of this, by the Mm -hmm. way. It was it, like, okay, the thing is, like, I was a Mac gamer back when Doom was big and we didn't have Doom yet, so instead Bungie made us Marathon, and that was awesome. Uh, but Schnazzy1, we have a couple video responses. Schnazzy1 is the first saying. What's up, guys? Schnazzy1. So we're talking Schnazzy. about our favorite villains, huh? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. here over at a fairly spooky old burnt house uh, for the Halloween season. I'd have to say my favorite is villain on. I thought and thought and thought, and I'm betting one he already said this, but Kefka. Uh, Kefka from Final nice. Fantasy VI uh, always struck me as the most convincing villain. Poisons villages, uh, basically ends the world, uh, turns into a crazy super boss battle. Good battle. And by the way, it's a crime. It's a crime you did not put Kefka down as gaming's top ten scariest clowns, because... Clown that kills an entire village by we poisoning their water sources. Thought about it. And ends the world is a pretty scary clown. Uh, love the show, guys. See ya. More of a jester than a clown. Yeah, but he's not a clown. Not I'm afraid of one. lurking out of the darkness and stabbing me in the no. face. No. Good one. And that house he was in front of did look like the burnt mansion from Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh, yeah, kind of did. Uh, we also have one from Red Rock 963 who says... A VGA, it's Red Rock 963 who uh, just got done carving her spooky Halloween pumpkin. Oh, sweet, it's sans. That sans for the audio listeners. Yes. That was kind of a pain in the ass to carve my Looks hands. Looks good. Hurt. Good job. Anyway, my favorite video game villain is Arthas Minethil from the Warcraft Hell series. Yeah. Because oh, that guy. He has a very tragic story. He starts out as this king or this prince that. You know, wants to protect his kingdom and wants to be the best prince he could be. And then Scourge takes over and next thing you know, he's killing innocent people in Stratholm because they're going to get cursed with the Scourge and the he can't let the plague spread, spread or whatever. Um, I just got done watching a whole war video about Arthas just to refresh my memory. And it's it's very interesting to see him descend into madness and then when you beat him in uh, Ice Crown Citadel in Warcraft you kind of find out that he had a shred of humanity left 
Um, yeah, this was kind of a hard question for me. My first thought was Sephiroth, just because he was the first villain that I kind of had a crush on. But then now, Arthas is one of the best stories ever told, in my opinion. Anyway, um, hope you guys had a happy Halloween, and I shall talk to you later. Yeah, eventually yeah. becomes the Lich King, man. Super yeah. tragic. Arthas, the greatest story ever told. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest adventure. <laughs> can do it. I love it. <laughs> All right. It's a new question of the week. Uh, in, in light of our farming theme from the first half of this episode, what is a mundane task you just love to do in video games? Uh, I'm going to say packing. I fucking love to pack in video games. Uh, Resident Evil 4 kind of set that tone with its Tetris-like inventory management. And yeah, give me give me a, a, a suitcase that I can uh, carefully fit things into. Uh, I think that that's super cool, and uh, more games should do that. Anyway, someone else go. Uh, well, actually, mine, I, I believe I have a sound effect that describes what I like to do perfectly, Michael. This guy's a collector. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, Outer Worlds is scratching that itch. I am a self-professed mule in all of the Bethesda-type games. I love just collecting and picking up everything I can find in the environment, whether I'm going to need it or use it or even bother checking out what it does. There are probably like 20 varieties of food I've picked up in Outer Worlds. I haven't even bothered to read the descriptions yet. So when you say mule, you actually mean hoarder. Yes, ah. I am a video game hoarder. I like to I like to pick you shit don't up. Mean from you're the Clint Eastwood having two threesomes in a fucking movie in 2019. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the mule on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I pick up if it, if it's there and I can loot it or steal it from the environment, I'm gonna pick it up every single time. And it's just yeah, I just love doing it. I don't know why. And it's it it sucks because in Bethesda games, I'm constantly juggling my inventory. Like, okay, what do I need to get rid of to be able to carry all the good shit? I don't use 99% of that shit by the time I'm finished with those 100-hour games, and yet I still like having it. I got to save my wooden silverware for when the boss battle comes, man. Look, man, if you give me giant wheels of cheese, uh -huh. I need to pick them up so I can roll them down hills. Exactly. This is how the thing works. Exactly. I'm a collector. <laughs> but Matt, you, you're saying Clint Eastwood and two different threesomes in the mule, and I just think, like, wait, he's in threesomes with a mule? Is this a movie like no. Any Which Way But Loose, where he's just going around with, like, a mule instead of Clyde the Orangutan and getting into threesomes? No, he's driving drugs across the, the Mexican border and fucking two women at once several times in his 80s. I like it's my version better. utterly ridiculous, and I don't know who that was for. It's his best performance uh, since talking to an empty chair that was supposed to be Obama. Hey, ladies, you like my Gran Torino? <laughs> Why don't you blow my dick clean off? <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me show you a little move I created called the Dirty Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, the look you're giving me, please. It's when I hold a magnum to your head and I sneer in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no. My name's not Blondie, but I'll show you who's it. <laughs> the carpet doesn't match the drapes. <laughs> More Clint Eastwood in the sheets references. That should be the question of the week. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we can get the chair involved. That'll be a force. <laughs> it's not a sheet. It's my loose skin. <laughs> I was the mayor of Carmel. You ever fuck a mayor? 
<laughs> it's not a pillowcase, it's my ball sack. <laughs> I'm just making loose skin jokes. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, my, 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 mine was changing clothes. I don't know if it's depression or old age talking, but every day I wake up, I'm like, I gotta do this again? <laughs> Put on clothes again? It's so well, unexciting. I think what Chris is asking you listeners for, he needs a makeover. <laughs> just... I bought this Rocco's Modern Life shirt like eight years ago. It's half like corroded. And this is part of my wardrobe now. I'm really fat that it doesn't work. I got to play more Ring Fit Adventures. Yeah. I hate putting on clothes, except why is it that I feel like I have more control over my in-game character and what they wear than what I wear, even though... I could change my look any day. Because they can eat all they want and their body doesn't change unless you're in Grand Theft Auto San, San Andreas. Yeah. And even then, all your yeah, clothes like, still I don't, fit. I don't, I don't clothes shop that much and every time I go into like an H&M, oh, this is where they have the cheap shit I shouldn't buy because it's made by slaves. But it's still $40. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so what's your favorite mundane task from vi- to do in video games? Let us know. Go to uh, com and answer under the comments for episode 300. And 40. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or you can uh, ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and uh, send us your answer that way. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Chris, what do you got? Oh, Patreon this week is going to be crazy because we're going to have several new episodes of Elm Street Nightmare. Chucky before Halloween concludes. I'll have at least two more after um, after November, and those are going to be really fucking interesting. So be sure to remain a patron. And uh, bonus time last week, Matt was on with Sarah, where we talk, talk about a very bad date, uh, yet another one, and shit about Iceland, including a trip to the Dick Museum, which is the grossest thing I've ever done. Nice. Um, and uh, this week we talked about my buddy Jeff, who. Owns and operates a comic store about horror comics, and uh, it's it's something that's making a slight comeback uh, in, the, in the, the the time of independent comics. But like horror defined comics when the medium before the medium was being looked at scrutinously uh, by you know the seduction of the innocent story. I'm not going to relate that here, yeah. but like uh, yeah, what wh- where are all the good horror comics? It wasn't Tales from the Crypt inspired by horror comics. Like every one of those is meant to be like a little mini horror comic. Well, Tales from the Crypt is why we don't have Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt is uh, was a horror. It comic. was a horror. Comic. Yeah, you're thinking mm-hmm. Creepshow is the one that was inspired. Creepshow is the yeah. one like which I do love, but like every time they do the comic book transition thing, like you can't license Tales from the Crypt. What are you doing? <laughs> Tales from the doing? Crypt was illegal back then. I, I know it's so fucking strange. Yeah. Creepshow exists and it exists again. Uh, we have that, like, talking about horror comics and what it's like to run a comic store and the new Watchmen show and the new Joker movie. Uh, in addition to that, the whole Video Game Apocalypse team will be together to talk about 302010's Hell yeah. video game segment. A more in-depth look at the at the video games of uh, October 1989, 1999, and 2009. Yes. Join us on Patreon, why don't you? Patreon.com slash time. It's where all the cool kids live. Mm. <laughs> All of them. All we kidnapped of- them. Put them there. <laughs> Somebody else. Why are we talking this, this way? I don't know. I don't know. It's fun. Well, here's a show that 
half of the time is on Patreon. The other half is free, but Cheap Podcast is the Laser Time Network's unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling, um, which T- my co-host T.L. Foster and I, we just kind of did a show a few weeks ago all about everything going on with the AEWs and the NXTs and the WWEs. Uh, but yeah, we, we have lots of fun content planned on that as well. So uh, make sure you subscribe to Cheap Podcast and then hit us up on the Twitter at Cheap Podcast, then hit me up at Maddie C. Allen. All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Visit us at VGGameApocalypse.com or just uh, go to Twitter and look at my personal uh, occasional tweets where I will try to say funny things on a roughly semi-weekly basis uh, at Wikiparas. So that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Sure. Yeah, we're the Seinfeld theme now. Boom, 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 boom.